Drive Time with Jasmine Ass, bringing you the latest in local news, events and entertainment from around Leicester on Eva FM 102.5. I have with me Jake Harvey of the Phoenix, who's the cinema program manager. Hi, Jake. Hello. Hi, Jake. Um, what are you celebrating at the Phoenix this year? Yeah, so it's our it's our ten year anniversary, which um, we're all kind of really pleased to get to. I think <laughs> I think uh, ten years in any business is something worth celebrating, and uh, it's been really nice to kind of review everything we've achieved over the last ten years and look forward to our future in the next decade. Yeah. So what, what if, uh, if you had to identify the, the, the three key achievements, what would you kind of say they are in, from your perspective? Yeah, I think, I mean, for us, it's kind of, there's a few things really. I mean, like for, we've doubled our audience since we were in the old Phoenix. So our cinema audience used to get around 50,000 a year. Um, and then now for the cinema audience here, we get over 100,000. And then to the building itself, we get over 200,000 for all the kind of digital arts events we do, the education program, and all the events and festivals. So we're really happy with that. And we've been really kind of happy, I guess happy to kind of have taken to us. I think it was it was a big change to move the Phoenix from over the other side of the city, where it was a beloved you know, venue and place, and to bring it over to here and to see how people reacted. But we've loved it. I mean, customers have, have come on that journey with us. And it's great that we can kind of, you know, we still see the people who used to go to the old venue, and it's great to have, we've kept that loyalty um, with people. But we also feel we've kept a really good, you know, high-quality program. We have tried to keep a really diverse and interesting program that looks into, you know, different windows and different worlds and cultures. So, yeah, really pleased to have kept that going. Jake, a cinema program manager sounds like a key role to uh, a successful um, um, outcome for the Phoenix. Um, can you tell us, what does the day in the life of a cinema manager look like? Yeah, uh, well, it is. I would say it's important. Yeah, <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, my role is I remit kind of covers everything we show in the cinemas. So it's it's all the main program, it's all the seasons, the festivals, and also the stage on screen programs. So me and my, I have a cinema program assistant called Ricky. Uh, me and him get together. We look at each month at a time and think about uh, what we want to kind of explore in the program, what do we want to challenge an audience with, what key films are coming out that we're going to try and see. And then it's about booking those through different film distributors and seeing what different seasons, the things we can put in there, and and then replying to a lot of emails, I think, as everyone does nowadays. It's um, lots of emails, lots of catching up with people, checking in with people, seeing what's happening in the city, what's going on, what are our partners and other cultural venues doing. So, yeah, a lot of that as well. Do you spend a lot of your time... Uh, in a dark room watching films, previewing <laughs> them so you know what you're going to get or do you rely on sort of uh, uh, market research and bulletins, that sort of thing? Yeah, kind of a bit of both actually. I mean, my wife would tell you I moan that I don't watch enough films but then when I think about it, I, I do watch a lot more than the average person I suppose but yeah, we, we try and see as much as we can in the programme. So we go to London Film Festival. Um, we work with the Independent Cinema Office, which is the kind of national organisation for independent cinemas. And they put on screening events that we go to. And that's sort of like four times a year. We just sort of watch three days of non-stop films and more and more films and films, which is which is heaven for me, to be honest. Um, and then the other side of it is, yeah, it's from... Uh, from market research, from from reviews, from trailers, from festivals, and the buzz and things like that. So, yeah, we do a bit of both, really. 
Jasmine has chatting with Jay Colby, the uh, cinema programme manager at the Phoenix, which is celebrating its uh, 10th anniversary this year. Uh, Jake, what makes a good film? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a hard question. I think for me it's kind of... Um, I don't know, really. I guess it's kind of, do, do you relate to it? Do you find it relatable? You can watch this, you know, huge big kind of blockbusters, but if it's something in there that chimes with you that you kind of feel, um, then I think that makes it a good film. I think there's kind of, obviously there's, there's talented directors and there's a whole team of people that go into it, but it's always going to be about something that hits you, whether it's in the, in the gutter or in the heart. I think that's what defines a good film for me. Talking about blockbusters, Jake, how do you strike the balance between the blockbusters, uh, which... Uh, you know, potentially could draw more people, but I guess will cost you more money to bring into the cinema. Uh, and the lesser known titles, where it's the opposite, where there's more risk and may appeal to a more narrow audience? Of course, yeah. I think with every independent cinema, we have that balancing act that you have to make. So we talk about it... Um, in the past, we talked about popcorn movies versus coffee movies. So you have popcorn movies where you just watch and shovel popcorn into your mouth and look at the thing on screen. And then coffee movies, which are the kind of more cerebral, sort of art house films. I mean, it's not as simple as that, but we have to walk that line at Phoenix. So we have sort of uh, what we kind of call uh, sort of mainstream plus sort of prestige films. So your Downton Abbey, your Murder on the Orient Express, the bigger kind of films with a host of British stars that will get loads of people in. And it is that um, that financial uh, balancing act. So those getting loads more bums on seats will enable us to be to explore more things in our program, to put more challenging films, more interesting films, and things that do open that you know that window to other worlds. What's uh, changed over the decade in terms of the cinematic experience, would you say? I think we're seeing kind of a growth. Um, obviously, there's like the rise of video on demand. So you've got streaming services. So Netflix and Amazon and Disney Plus has launched in America. And that's been an interesting thing. I think there's always somebody kind of shouting, you know, the, the death knell of, of cinema. But, you know, I think it was, to, was it last year that we had the highest um, cinema admissions since the 70s in the UK? Um, which is you know which is fantastic for for cinemas all around the country, but I think it's kind of the more kind of people want to go out and have a shared experience, and I think there's a certain person you know if you like watching films with a bunch of strangers in the dark, then the cinema's the perfect place for you, and it's a place to 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 put your phone to turn your phone off to be completely immersive and to give yourself over to something. I think people get a lot of value in that. Being able to turn yourself off from the outside world is going to become more and more valuable. The uh, cinema space is obviously very competitive for. Uh uh, the public pound, shall we say? Um, what what is different and unique about the Phoenix experience compared to the multiplexes? Yeah, I think it's kind of um, well, we've got got closer <laughs> in the last few years, but I think Phoenix has always been different in that there's an atmosphere here that I don't think you can replicate at, at multiplexes. I think key to me is our staff that we have here. I think there's of course the choices of films that we have that are wider than other places and more varied, but our staff provide an experience that I don't think you can get elsewhere. There's a real sort of care. To the way people approach their work here, I think if you if you're a regular here, you'll know everyone will know you, and it's a smiley face, and there's you know a celebration of film here. You can talk a film with other people. There's education courses that we run, so you can get deeper immersed into film and find out a bit more. There's also a whole digital art program that that runs on, so it's a whole different experience that you get here, um, as opposed to just sort of you know going to the latest blockbuster at the multiplex. So we try and offer that a different experience where we really celebrate film and art. Roughly, how many people does the Phoenix employ, just to give uh, listeners an idea of scale? Uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I think it's between, I will say, it's quite broad, but I'll say between 50 and 100. So oh, we have, yeah, large, yeah, it's quite a few. Yeah, we have a lot of kind of front of house staff. Uh, we have our ushers, box office team, projection. And then we have kind of um, the creative team. So we have 
cinema programmer, we ha which is obviously me. We have our digital arts manager. Uh, we have producers. Yeah, there's quite a few of us here. So it, it's strange. I think if you came in, you might sort of see sort of four or five staff on, not realising just how many people are here and are employed by Phoenix. Um, you've got big plans for expansion. Um, what what um, are you hoping to achieve with that? And what difference will it make? Yeah, I mean, from a, from a cinema perspective, it's it's really exciting. I think that as a two-screen cinema with uh, the demands that film distributors make on screen space, it can be quite tricky because some um, distributors will insist on an all-shows deal, which means you have to show their film um, at every single screening time available in your main screen, and that obviously limits what you can show. So having four screens immediately opens up the world to showing a lot more films. There's a lot more varied kind of um, different types of films we want to show. It also enables us to explore you know, different archive and things like that and to open up our Access Cinema program. So more subtitled screenings, uh, more descriptive um, audio described screenings as well. We're looking to do dementia friendly screenings. So it's just having that flexibility and that space to, to offer up more that, that people want. We, we do a survey every year and people just sort of say they want, they want more and more choice, more variation. And with two more screens, we'll be able to um, go some way to achieving that. And obviously you, you, you're doing fundraising. How can... Uh uh, people make a contribution to the Phoenix uh, expansion? Yeah, there's various different ways. Uh, the best way is to go into our website uh, and you'll be able to sort of see it's Phoenix 2020 as uh, the link on the website and you'll be able to sort of see ways you can get involved. And there's different sort of ways. There's uh, We're looking for kind of like, obviously businesses uh, can get in touch with our, our fundraising team, which is our CEO, John Rance, our marketing manager, Patrick Welsh. Uh, and if they want to make a sizable donation, and there's also ways to kind of, you can name a seat and put a little plaque on the seat and do a dedication. Uh, you can also get your name on the new, uh, the open, the doors, the entrance to our new cinema, our new extension. Uh, and there's also opportunity to name a screen as well, which is, there's a business interested in that. So the different levels, we really want to open up to as many people as possible to, to get involved and show their support for Phoenix. Jake, um, any of our listeners that might be interested in um, a career direction similar to yourself, you know, cinema program manager, what would you kind of? What were your steps to kind of get to that uh, level of uh, role within um, something like the Phoenix? Well, I'm one of those awful people who say they just sort of fell into it, but it's not as simple as that, I suppose. I mean, I, I studied um, uh, film at University of Leicester um, for a number of years, and then I started here just before we opened. So I opened. I started here sort of September 2009, um, but I was only sort of part time. I worked 11 hours a week here um, as operations manager. Um, but as the organisation changed and sh changed and shifted throughout the years, um, I volunteered in in marketing, uh, volunteered in film program, and then was asked to run the film program in sort of 2012. So, in terms of getting the industry, I mean, like, um, there's a whole wealth of careers that are available to people who are interested in film. I think when I was studying it, often people thought, yeah, I either had to be a film critic or make films. But there's a whole raft of things in between there. There's film distribution, there's film marketing, sales agents, festival staff. And everywhere in between. So I would say if you're looking to do it, look out for volunteer opportunities as much as you can to look work at festivals. Um, if you've got local independent cinemas, then try and see what work is going there. We try and work with our staff as much as possible to involve them in the programs. We look for opportunities we can work with people. So yeah, just keep just keep plugging away because it's uh, it's a great industry to work in. And do you need a particular level of qualification, like a degree, or can you enter with all? Different levels of educational qualification? All different levels. Uh, I've worked with people who have got yeah, degree uh, level qualifications in film, and there's a lot of programmers who have a degree like that. They might also do a master's on top of that. However, I know a lot of people who, who program independent cinemas who haven't got that formal qualification, but have just got a love and a really deep knowledge and fascination with cinema. And that will get you a long way in here. Having that knowledge and that passion is one of the most important things. Finally, Jake, the toughest question I've left to last. <laughs> okay. 
What are your three personal favourite films and why? <laughs> I had a horrible feeling this was, this was coming. Um, I always say The Godfather, um, just because it's kind of, uh, it was a film that I remember I watched with my dad years ago and I just thought it was stunning. And it, even now, like seeing it up on the big screen again, it, it looks incredible. Um, there's also a film called Etre Au Revoir, which is a small French documentary, which sounds very arty, I know, but it's... Um, it's about a French teacher in a small village school and he's just sort of, um, it's just about ordinary life and it really hits you because it's about, it's a universal story about kind of growing up, having to go to, you know, school for older kids while the teacher sort of says goodbye to his favourite students, which is wonderful. Um, and then the next one will just be off the top of my head, but it'll be, I'll say Jaws, which I know is like, I've said two American films, which is awful, but Jaws remains a classic and I was scared of going in the sea for a good decade when I was younger, thanks to that, so... Yeah, still afraid of sharks, thanks to that. But it's a wonderful film. Uh, Jake, Cinema Programme Manager at the Phoenix. Uh, many thanks for uh, taking a few minutes out of your busy celebratory evening to uh, share some of the insights into the film industry and your own personal experience. Uh, best of luck to you and the team at the Phoenix for uh, another 10 successful years and many more. Thank you. Cheers.
Drive Time with Jazz Vinas, bringing you the latest in local news, events, and entertainment from around Leicester on Eva FM 102.5. I have with me John Rance, Chief Executive of the Phoenix in Leicester. Uh, hi, John. Um, special uh, year and special night for you tonight. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, it's great. We, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary since we opened to the public at Phoenix Square. Um, and it's been a bit of a journey since then, but now we've reached the point where about 220,000 visitors come to Phoenix a year to see the, uh, the varied, fast-moving programme of film and digital arts and creative media. Uh, and we just had to celebrate by opening the doors to the public again and, and putting on a free night for everyone. John, were you connected with the Phoenix of old? Well, only as a customer. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a privilege to, to, to be the chief executive of Phoenix, but I never dreamed when I first visited the Phoenix in the 1980s that I could be involved in it in some way. What does a chief executive of a cinema do? Well, actually, um, it may sound like fun, but a lot of the time I'm on the business side. I have a great team of uh, cultural programmers, people who really know about film and digital arts and, and education. And my role is really to, to take care of the organisation as a business. Uh, we are a charity, but Phoenix is very much run as a business. We, we generate a lot of our own income from ticket sales, from cafe. Um, so part of my job is to make sure the team is looking at the commercial side of running a cinema, making sure we balance the books. I then spend a lot of time with uh, our stakeholders and funders, the public funders, because um, we have to interact with them very closely and make sure we're doing what they want to see. Um, and latterly, I spent a lot of time on the Phoenix 2020 project, which is about expanding the venue. Yeah, let's talk about the expansion. Um what, what uh, are you hoping to achieve with the expansion and what sort of scale of uh, investment are you talking about? Well, the expansion will double the cultural programming spaces that we have. So at the moment we have two cinemas. The expansion will add a two more 70-seat cinemas. At the moment we have a, a lovely gallery, but it's quite small. The expansion will add a much more visible, high-profile, bigger digital arts gallery at the end of the venue, which is visible from the length of the cafe. We'll also double the size of the cafe. Um, and on the top of this two-storey extension will be a wonderful roof bar and terrace. It could be the, the largest roof bar terrace in Leicester. You talked about additional screens. Will you effectively be more competitive with the multiplexes, or is that not really your goal? It's, it's not our goal to compete with the multiplexes, because they do a great job what they're doing. Uh, our goal is to show more independent film, um, to reflect uh, Leicester in that film programme. Having new, two new cinemas will allow us to do more education events, show more interesting films, to work with local filmmakers and showcase their work. We already work with partners um, who help us put on work, like Black History Month. These will be spaces that we can really put on a highly varied programme of film. Jasmine is chatting with John Rance, Chief Executive of the Phoenix. John, uh, how do you localise your offer? What, what, you know, what particular elements reflect the way that you um, interact with the local community? Well, we, we interact with the community on a, on a range of uh, programmes, I'd say. You have a very loyal and, and regular audience. Many people who come here you know, come regularly. Um, and an active members programme, we have something like uh, 4,750 card-carrying My Phoenix uh, members 
Um, and and these, these are people who turn up regularly and, and enjoy the film programme. People perhaps don't see so much of Phoenix's charitable work, so we're working with um, outreach partners. We do work on with St Matthew's Big Local on St Matthew's Estate. So that's another side to our work. We, we try and take out film and digital artwork to local communities because we think they've got the, the ability to you know, inspire creativity in young people. How is uh, the Phoenix different today to 10 years ago? Well, 10 years ago, we are very much the same size and shape of venue, but what's really happened is we've um, developed the cultural programme um, tremendously well, and as I said, we've, we've grown very rapidly to get 220,000 visitors a year. That's the big change. We're much, much busier. Um, just going back to the point you made about the expansion plans, what, what sort of scale of investment and um, what are your fundraising um, sort of approaches and how can uh, the community contribute to that? Well, um, the scale of the project is 6.85 million. Um, we have raised 86% of the funding so far, which is great news. And most of that 86% of the funding is coming from large national backers. So this is inward investment to Leicester. And Leicester City Council have also contributed a million um, pledged by the City Mayor. Um, we are saying that we need half a million and we're looking to local businesses and individuals to donate what they can to support this project because we're so close. Um, local support can really make a big difference. There's several ways you can do that. You can either approach me or just cook, just approach our box office and they'll get a message to me. But we actually have an active um, public appeal on the website at the moment called Be Part of It, where people can donate from as little as £10 right up to a, a more significant amount. Uh, and we'll have some fun and we'll recognise their donation in different ways. And the website is? It's www.phoenix.org.uk. John, what does uh, success look like <coughs> in another 10 years' time? Well... In five years' time, after the extension opens, we will um, be forecasting a doubling in our audience. Um, so that's what it will look like. We'll, we'll be a much larger, more vibrant venue, showing much more work. Um, we will be a big centre as far as the, uh, the region's concerned. We'll attract more funding from national sources as well, which comes into Leicester. And I mentioned in my talk this evening that we have a, a sort of local policy we try and buy locally so we phoenix brings in money from national sources which we then try and spend with local businesses finally john i've got to bring it back to film what are your personal three <coughs> favorite films oh um personal at phoenix um i'm a bit of an oddity so i, I go for the sort of quirky films uh, i really like pina which is the first uh, three-dimensional film i ever saw and it's about um a choreographer called uh, pina who um produced some wonderful work. So that was one memory. I rather like Black Swan, which is quite a psychological drama, quite a dark movie, um, starring, starring Natalie Portman. Uh, and another film which really touched me was Ethel and Ernest, which is uh, an animated film, um, uh, animated by Raymond Briggs, I think, who did the Snowman mm -hmm. cartoons. I may have got that wrong, but uh, and I apologise if I have. Uh, and that really touched me because it could have been a story about my family. I didn't realise it till I went to see the film, and halfway through I thought, this could have been my grandparents in this story. Fantastic, John. It's been a pleasure. Um, 
wandering on uh, getting to your decade uh, as a cinema and uh, we wish you another successful 10 years and uh, many more beyond that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jazz Minas. Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock I know where I'm gonna go I'm gonna pick my baby up And take her to the picture show Everybody in the neighborhood Is dressing up to be there too Cast out a Hollywood And the popcorn from the candy stand Makes it all seem twice as good There's always lots of pretty girls With figures they don't try to hide But they never can compare To the girl sitting by my side Saturday night at the movies when you're with your baby, let's row in the balcony. When you're hugging with your baby, let's 